Hi, everyone. This is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm thrilled you're listening to me here on Turtle Flakes. Greetings, Turtle fans, and welcome to a very special interview with none other than Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Ninja Turtles. Unfortunately, Rob was unable to join us for the interview due to a work conflict. He did help with the questions, and there's a special message from Rob later in the interview that Kevin seemed to enjoy quite a bit. So, hope you guys enjoy the interview. Thanks for listening, and here goes. My great honor today to present to you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles writer, artist, and co-creator Kevin Eastman. Hi Kevin, thanks for joining us. Thank you, thanks very much. Uh, really thrilled to be here. Well, uh, we are so, just so honored to have you on the show um, as one of the co-creators to, uh, I guess, one of our favorite franchises and hobbies of all time. Uh, it's just, it's so neat to, to be able to talk to you and thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. Oh, my pleasure again. And, you know, it's, seriously, it's it's amazing to be, a, you know, as we're going through the 30th and celebrating the 30th anniversary, 30th year, the Turtles being around, it's still amazing to me that, uh, um, you know, the fans are, uh, you know, as incredible and awesome as they were day one. And, you know, they quite simply have given, you know, me the best job in the universe. So I'm I'm, I'm as grateful, for, you know, to, to them, <laughs> to you all. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I wanted to ask about that. Um Rob and I both did pick up the 30th anniversary book, which was great, by the way. Um, I just wanted to ask, you know, what was it like getting back together with Peter Laird and uh, and putting that book together? It was incredible. You know, Peter's, um, you know, we, we remained you know, good friends over the years, and, and uh, you know, we spent a lot of time in the trenches together. So, you know, it just been, you know, I've been off doing heavy metal and working on uh, so many other turtle things, and and uh, we just had never found a, uh, a chance to work together until the 30th anniversary came along we get a chance to to work on some covers together and that kind of sparked a uh, interest in you know maybe we'll find uh, the time to sit down and, and come up with a new turtle idea or a new turtle story or something for next year but you know everything's possible and and it was a blast you know peter's you know responsible uh, for you know the turtles being here as much as i am we couldn't have done it without each other and that's just you know it's, it's fantastic it's great to have a, a friend and a partner like him well, that's great. We're we're all really excited that you that you guys were able to get together, and we really hope that maybe you will have some time to create a new story because, uh, as uh, as you probably know, we just we can't get enough of it even after thirty years. <laughs> well, it's, that's what's been so amazing is you know when I, I came back to work on the on the turtle series on a regular basis with the incredible and awesome crew down at IDW and especially Tom Waltz and, and, you know, head writer and all the, all the genius that he brings to the property and all our friends at Nickelodeon that have been, you know, supportive of, you know, the things that uh, we wanted to do in this series. Um, it was um, pretty scary that we would, we put our, we put the new book out there that, you know, with the fans embrace it with the intent that we put it out there, which is, you know, edgy and fun and, you know, you know, picking from all the different turtle universes to make sort of a new foundation, but with respect to all those turtle universes and picking and choosing the best things we liked and, and that kind of thing. So it's been great to see the fans come out in, in big numbers and supporting, you know, now three years later, the, the sales are still as strong as they've ever won. They've been since the, you know, the very first launch year and, and the response I'm getting from fans as I tour all over the country, 
um, you know, doing lots of conventions for the 30th anniversary. It's just a lot of positivity, and the fans have been great about the, what we're doing with the series. So that's that's a, I take that as a huge compliment. Yeah, I know. Um, as as Rob and I ourselves, as big turtle fans, you know, we really have a lot of respect for the new IDW series that, you know, was a large risk trying to change the origin story and go in a new direction. But, uh, you know, we both really like it. Uh, I got the, uh, the changes constant book, uh, the first four issues. And before I knew it, it was already at the end. I was just going through it so quickly. And that's, I think that's one of the best things about the franchise is that, you know, there's always new stories to be told and, uh, new perspectives and new ways of telling them. And, uh, it's just, it's nice that, you know, you are always able to find ways to keep things fresh and interesting and to, uh, and also to appeal to multiple audiences. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. It's, it's really, you know, it's, um, it's fun that we have that room to maneuver and do that. Um, and, and, you know, whether you're talking about the animated series, which, you know, the awesome folks that, um, Nickelodeon have launched with Shiro Neely sort of pointing the way and what he brought to it as a growing up a lifelong turtle fan and, you know, Tom Waltz, especially, you know, was kind of the same thing that, you know, the way he grew up reading comic books and being a big turtle fan, um, you know, it was, uh, okay, what can we do to, to, to change it up a little bit, but not too much to, you know, upset the fans or the people that have grown up on it as well, um, but make it fun and interesting and give it a platform where we can, you know, tell lots of interesting stories. And you know, it doesn't matter on the one hand so much as what we do, uh, if we don't have folks like you that, you know, and the people listening to this that that like it, you know, if they could have just as easily not have liked it and, you know, would be back bagging groceries or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, a, it's, it's up to you guys. You guys make us give it the success that it has. So we, we really um, we really appreciate all the support, and uh, especially for the new series. And I think the fans are going to find uh, some a lot of fun in the new movie as well. I think they're going to be surprised at what uh, what's going to go on there. Yeah, so uh, what was your role, uh, and it sounded like you were consulting with the movie. Like, how involved were you? Basically, when um, Scott Mendick and Galen Walker um, auctioned the the rights to the live-action movie, my goodness, probably four years plus ago now, they brought me in early on to consult on the script and what they were doing and and where they wanted to take the story. And we worked on that for a bunch of years. Um, And when... Um, Michael Bay and as a producer and Jonathan Leavesman as a director took over the helm of the film uh, Leavesman and Bay reached out and said we want you to come in and you know work on some designs consult on the script um, hired me as a consultant to work through what they were trying to do and you know basically make it as you know as, as the best turtle film that they can make and you know hopefully the best turtle film ever Um but it's it's you know that was their intent that was their drive from from the beginning was to make the best possible film they could so they've been very kind and respectful and you know and it's been great to work with them and and uh, so I think that uh, you know um, that's the biggest question on the fans' mind when I'm out there you know doing the doing the shows the conventions and the signings is you know some fans are excited about it some some fans are worried about it especially with the you know the the, the tweak in the look of the characters. So, yeah. you know, we're <laughs> we're uh, hopeful once they see him, you know, jump and leap and moving around the screen and interacting that they'll find um they'll find it as cool uh as uh um as ever. So um so that's that's our hope. Yeah, I know I know we're we're excited to see it. 
and you know, at the same time, kind of nervous. Uh, you know, is it going to be good? Is is it going to be as good as the others? But uh, you know, it's uh, you know, I tell people at the end of the day, it's another Ninja Turtles movie that we get to see, regardless of, you know whether you you love it or you don't you know it's still new content that we get to see and you know I'm I'm excited and I think I think that there's a lot of things that they'll be able to do now um especially with you know um more resources and uh you know technically uh with computer animation it's come a long way even since the 2007 movie you know I'm sure that uh they'll be able to do some more things as far as uh animation and uh making the character move around like you said uh and you know be new and exciting so uh we can't wait to see it yeah, well, you know, it's, it's funny because when we did the, um, when Nickelodeon started putting out the, the first images from the new animated series, there was really a an uprising from, from fans going, oh my God, they're doing computer animation. Oh my God, they look flat and they look weird. And then, I don't know. And, uh, and then, you know, it was once they started watching the series and see how well it was written and, you know, all the layers and the depth and the humor in it, they really embraced it. And that was so very cool. And when we, you know, when, IEW launched a new comic series, and they're like, "What? In, you know, reincarnation? What? April named the turtles? What? Raphael yeah. gets separated? <laughs> what? Oh my God! I was, you know, the, the end is near." Um, but then, look, it's it's you know, once they really got past it and and found that they liked the stories and they were fun and interesting, and again, you know, we take that as a as a huge compliment that they they found something that they liked in it, and the numbers have grown. So we're, you know, I'm personally very. Uh, optimistic and hopeful that they're going to find the same when they start when they watch the movie that it's going to be something that they'll they'll find uh, cool and exciting and and you know a slight tweak on the um, on the turtle universe but it is you know we've always had multiple turtle universes you know back when you think of the original um, comic series um, and when you think of um, the uh, tweaks from the movie from how much the you know the animated series changed from um, the original look of the black and white comic books and, you know, I guess the first movie, the best movie, my favorite movie, the first movie was kind of a hybrid between the animation and the black and white comic book. So there's always been multiple Turtle universes um, and, you know, you know, oh, you have dogs too? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we got three, I got three little wiener dogs running around the backyard, so oh. I'm surprised they haven't, they, I'm surprised they haven't barked yet. <laughs> yeah, that's my German Shepherd, she's going. <laughs> I love it, I love it so much, I love dogs. So. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I'm excited that um, you know the the 2012 cartoon series, uh, the new CGI series. You know, I was you know I grew up on the '87 series. I loved it, and you know was always trying to compare to that and say, well, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be as good. But like you said, after I watched it, you know, I started realizing that, especially in that series, the action sequences are amazing. Uh, I think it, it might even be the first episode where uh, Leonardo throws a shuriken to try to pop the tire on one of the trucks that are escaping, and it goes mm -hmm. into slow motion, and you see it spinning. And, you know, the, the slow motion and those intense action sequences like that are something that really couldn't have been done in, in animation the way they did in 87. So, you know, I think it makes it better because there are new things that they could do. Um, just like you were saying, it's really exciting. Well, that was, you know, what was so great when, you know, I got to spend some time with Ciro and then, just pulling together the series and writing and and uh, development and that stuff. He was just showing me what he wanted to do, and he's like, "Look, I mean, you know, we're bringing in you know real martial artists to help us, you know, coordinate the moves and make sure we get the the weaponry right." And and you know, um, again, being 
just simple things like that. I mean, you walk into his his office and it's the animation studio at Nickelodeon. And there's all the original, you know, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird covers hanging on the walls, you know, all around the offices and a lot of the original comic books. And and Cheryl, being again a child who grew up on, you know, his dad owned a pizza place in Philadelphia, and you know, went you know, dragged his mom to all the movies and the comic stores and all that stuff. He he really, you know, he he's a grow up in a medium and where you know, fan of movies, fan of video games, you know, we're all exposed to the same stuff. And he really picked it and chose the sort of what the best stuff that he thought would work. Um, I thought just really put together an excellent show, the whole team over there. It's because it's, you know, animation, as you know, is such a huge team effort that, you know, the whole group of guys over there, the board artists and stuff. I was, I used to go in there and I'd look at their, you know, just what they were doing for animatics and just be laughing at line drawings that they had <laughs> done and they haven't even started animating it yet so it was it was pretty awesome they did they did an outstanding job very 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 proud of of all that so it's it's cool that's great well i've got a couple questions from our listeners i wanted to touch on uh the first is from sure. uh william vaughn and he asks uh whose idea was it to change the color of the turtles heads man headbands and how were they assigned uh, great great question first um it was actually um in the early days when peter and i were sitting out at the animation studio on the toy company um, they said, well, you know, because the first painting I did of the turtles, I put them all with red bandanas, you know, thinking nothing of it, because I said, well, Peter and I know who they are and their personalities. <laughs> but the animation and toy companies, well, what can we do to to tell, you know, help tell them apart a little bit better? And Pete came up with the idea of the different colored bandanas, um, you know, and the, and the blue being, you know, sort of more regal and authoritative, so it seemed naturally... Um, Leonardo's um, as, as the leader, and Raphael's red, of course. You know, the bit more of the the berserker. You know, can't control. You know, the, the red for rage kind of yeah. thing, and then orange, perfect, silly, fun for Michelangelo and Donatello. Just seemed more like a um, a peaceful sort of a monkish color. You know what I mean? Sort of yeah. a, a, a soothing purple. Donatello having the staff and kind of be the the thinker and the techno guy that just seemed to fit perfectly. So it was sort of, it was, it was natural. It came very organically and very natural to, to, the, to them. So yeah, it was a killer idea. Pete, Pete's, you know, what Pete came up with. Yeah. We just kind of take it for granted, but they really, the colors really do work pretty well. It's, it's, it's cool to hear that there was a lot of thought put into that because it's, uh, it's definitely something that stuck. Yeah, no, that was, you know, that was so cool. What was so cool about the early days when Pete and I were, you know, fully in the driver's seat is that we, we really had, you know, a whole lot of say, a whole lot of control over what was done with the character. So we're you know, very fortunate. It's not, you know, unfortunately, it's not the case for a lot of other creators out there that, you know, license their their properties into the myriad of you know, Hollywood and licensing and things like that. But we we were, you know, 30 years ago, actually a little bit more, considering the development. You know, well, 30 years ago it was a bit different. We had, we had more control, so we're very lucky, very fortunate. Okay, the next question I have is from Dominic, and uh, this is a little bit of a longer one, but I'll, I'll try to get through here. <laughs> um, so since the original Raphael Mirage micro-series issue, uh, the list of core TMNT characters has been pretty stable. The four turtles, Splinter, April, Casey, Shredder, Baxter, and the Foot. Uh, each incarnation of TMNT has dozens of wonderful supporting characters, some of whom have returned in later incarnations like the Rat King. But looking back, there are relatively few characters who have struck, stuck around um, or become core characters themselves. 
Uh, there are two exceptions I can think of, which is Krang from the 87 series and Karai from the City at War arc. So his question is twofold. First, do you have anybody else that you have ever tried to introduce uh, as a core character to the franchise? And also, uh, are there any characters that um, you thought would not catch on, or that you thought would catch on but did not? And uh, have you ever thought of killing off one of the core characters? Oh, great question. Um, uh, again, great question. It was, um, uh, it's interesting because there were, you know, always different characters and different ideas that came in from multiple, um, multiple directions, if you will, some from video games, some from the original black and white comics, Tales of the Turtles, like, which, you know, Rat King evolved from, um, you know, from, uh, the movies and especially the cartoon series where there was always, you know, continuing characters that were, I mean, or, uh, new characters introduced, um, on a fairly regular basis. Um, I think that one character, Baxter Stockman from issue two, he continues to show up not only in the, in the comic books, but also the animated show. And, um, uh, I don't, um, he may show up in the movie franchise. I'm not sure. I know that there's been a lot of talk of sequels that, you know, we'll see if the fans like the first one, um, and we'll move from there and hopefully they will. Um, both, uh, in the original, well, the new IDW comic book, the graphic novel I just finished, um, I brought back a character called Renette from Turtles number eight. Um, and she's shown up on a fairly regular basis in and out of the turtle comics. And there's been a lot of discussion about bringing her into the, the animated, uh, uh, turtle series. And hopefully they will, because I think it's, I think she's great. Um, Isagi Ojimbo, of course, is, you know, Stan's character was just a, wonderful character that we were able to do a bunch of crossovers with uh, the stand on the original comic books as well as bring him into the animated series um, and the um, and the toy line. I'd love to see him return um, in some fashion, whether it be in the comic books or um, uh, animated series and that kind of stuff, but it's, it's always a legal question and then a creative question, making sure Stan's comfortable <laughs> with it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, there was, you know, a lot of I think cool characters. Um, I love the fact that you know Tom Waltz uh, wanted to bring back the neutrinos from the early cartoons, from some of the earliest episodes of the Turtles. We brought them in as you know freedom fighters in the uh, IDW comic. Um, it's great to have them back, and I think they'll be reoccurring. Triceratons, which I've always loved from you know the, the middle, you know original black and white series. They're oh, yeah. they're yeah they're back in the comic books, um, and probably will show up in. Um, and the animated show, or we hope to. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough question cause it is, you know, look at Leatherhead. I mean, Leatherhead was a character that, um, was, uh, uh in the original, uh, Tales of the Turtle series. Um, and Ciro brought him back in a really cool way for the, um, you know, for the, uh, animated series. Um, what's cool, I guess, I guess, you know, I'm even thinking actually the character, nobody, which was also developed, um, and I think just around the City at War series um, that we've actually brought nobody back in the IDW series, but as one of our female characters, a character named Angel that was in the 2000, 2000 Fox Kids series that Pete, Pete directed and oversaw. So this, it's what's great about today, I guess, is that um, when whether you're talking about the movies, the animated show, and the comic books, is that we have you know all these turtle universes and all these turtle characters um, 30 years of it for the most part to go back and continue to, uh, look for, look at, um, reimagine, relaunch, bring, you know, bring out, um, 
and that's what's been, I guess, so cool about working on on all of those. It's, there's a lot of a lot of creative stuff that I think is still ready to be mined and, and probably will be over the next couple of years because you know if you guys keep supporting the trolls the way you all have, then we get to keep doing more fun stuff and bring out more ideas. So, and we're always asking fans for ideas like, hey, who would you like to see? Um, return and well, who would you not like to see return <laughs> um but uh yeah it's 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 a lot of fun that's i guess again that's not to repeat but i guess that's the best part of working on something that's 30 years old you know much like batman or superman or some of those things is that there's been so many characters that are sort of coming in and out um you know so much history to draw from we're kind of doing the same thing um, and that's that's what's been the most fun about it okay um I've got uh, a couple other questions, but uh, I want to make sure I get to read this to you. Uh, Rob, like I said, Rob wasn't able to be on the show, unfortunately. He really wanted to talk to you, but he, uh, he wrote something down that he'd like me to read to you, uh, just something that he, he wanted to say. So uh, this is from Rob Luther. Uh, Kevin, as a huge TMNT fan ever since I was four years old, I want to sincerely thank you for making such a monumental impact on my life. Without Ninja Turtles, your creation along with Peter Laird's, I probably would have never met my fr- good friend Josh Witt. Without the Turtles, I never would have gotten into comics. And without comics, I never would have gotten into reading. Without reading, I never would have gotten into teaching and writing. I owe it all to your passion to create one of the best comics I ever made. Um, sorry, I owe it all to your passion to create one of the best comics ever made. I amend that. The best comic ever made. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thank you for taking the time to be on our humble show. Thank you for creating something so incredibly special to me, Josh, and the listeners, and the entire TMNT universe. Cowabunga dude. So that was from Rob. Aww. <laughs> well, that's, you know, I, I, I have to say first and foremost, uh, thank, thank you, Rob. Thank you very, 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 very much. I appreciate it. And, you know, the thing is, um, that's how I grew up. Um, very similarly is that I said almost uh, word for word, uh, something very similar to that the first time I met Jack Kirby. Because, you know, when I was a kid, one of the earliest comic books I bought, one of my favorite all-time comic books, is a comic book called Commandy. And, you know, it was filled with animal characters, so you might see some correlation and inspiration from Kirby's Commandy and, and the, you know, turtle animal characters, if you if you catch my drift. Um, <laughs> but Cur- Kirby was uh, a huge, huge, huge inspiration. It got me into... Um, Reading, I mean, the drawing. I used to all my early drawings are tracings of Jack Kirby drawings. Um, I was one of those guys. I said, when I grow up, I want to be Jack Kirby. I want to be able to write and draw and tell my own stories. And the first time I met him, actually, both Peter and I got to meet him in San Diego many, many years ago. I think more to where we said pretty much the same thing to him. Thank you so much for creating so many universes and so many things that inspired us to be, you know, the artists and the creators and find the, um, find our path in this crazy world and give us, you know, um, such an awesome life and an awesome thing to sort of draw from and be inspired by. Um, and I always like to say, and I say it a lot of my panels and I do stuff at shows, is that we today, especially Peter and I, we stand on the shoulders of giants and that guys like Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and Stanley and Wally Wood and, you know, so many other um guys that were doing comic books that inspired us to be comic book artists um, is really, um, you know, I, I, I guess I can't be more grateful and thankful. So, you know, for me being as young as I am, you know, someone say that to me, it's it's almost, you know, 
I feel unworthy <laughs> in some <laughs> respects. I feel, what did I do to deserve such an awesome compliment? Um, and uh, I feel humbled by that, uh, that I've given uh, you know, someone like Rob, yourself, and, and some of the other readers and listeners out there that some kind of inspiration because, you know, I grew up the same way. I was very positively affected by comic books, which <laughs> at a time comic books were pretty much frowned on as, you know, fodder and throw away and things uh-huh. that are going to ruin, te- you know, ruin teenagers' minds. And there's probably parents out there that still feel the same way. But, you know, it's a, it's a pretty pretty incredible thing. And it's, you know, much like it's pretty incredible to be you know, talking to you all at uh, 30 years after the first Turtle comic book came out. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. And I always have to say that I, I blame all you fans for making this possible. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, appreciate you guys very much. It's awesome. Well, uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, and if you, if you ever have time, uh, we would love to have you back on the show because we have tons more questions. But I know that you've got a long day and uh, quite a few other people to talk to. So, uh, again, we just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And, um, you know, just how much you've impacted us is great. And it's great to hear, like you said, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants of people before you. But, uh, you know, we couldn't believe how excited we were when we, we heard that you were going to be able to be on the show and, you know, we felt the same way, you know, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. We can't believe we're going to have him on. It was great. So thank you so much. Um, uh, well, yeah, well, let me thank you again and, you know, thank all the fans and, and the people listening. And again, you all give me the best job I could ever hope for and, you know, stuff that I dreamed about as a kid. So I appreciate it. And, you know, look for me. I'll be out there at some shows and we got a bunch more shows going this year. So, please feel free to come by and say hello. Awesome. Okay, bro. Thanks so much. Thanks for your time, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and and, uh, we'll talk to you again one day, I'm sure. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. Have a good day. Okay. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, fans. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles legend Kevin Eastman. I just wanted to say thank you to Kevin and Courtney Eastman for taking time out of their busy schedule to talk to us and uh, answer some of the questions of the fans and Rob and myself. Um, So thanks, Kevin, and thanks, Courtney, and thank you, fans. And I'd also like to thank my good friend, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Without you, I never would have had a chance to talk to Kevin. Uh, Even though you couldn't be here, it's been fun doing Turtle Flakes with you, and if I hadn't got back into the Turtles uh, to nerd it out with you, I probably never never would have got to... uh, to meet her to talk to Kevin. So, here's to you, buddy. I hope you enjoy your pepperoni and pineapple pizza. <laughs>